Hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. And uh, it's my understanding that this week in a, in a little bit of a change from the normal, uh, it's going to be our uh, producer, Jared, who picks the song. Jared, is that, uh, is that correct? That is correct. I have been scouring the database of 80 songs that at least contain some reference to intellectual property. And I think I found one. And it's Beastie Boys' Fight for Your Right to Party. Let's hear it. You gotta fight for your right to party. Your pops call you smoking, man. He says, no way. You might be asking, well, how does that Beastie Boys song from the 80s reference intellectual property and i do believe they're talking about third party patent rights it could be interpreted that that is one of the subjects of the song that they sing what do you think wow. well brad i'm i'm speech i'm speechless brad what do you think yeah no, i i think i find myself in the same place with uh, yeah. well i mean once again i'm uh that that was a great song it was from the 80s it did have the word party in it. So there we go. And we're go. off to the races. So here we are. I am uh, uh, on the road this week on the beautiful luxury island of Martha's Vineyard. Uh, you are still up in your uh, multi-million dollar uh, enclave in the Berkshires. Uh, and yet here we are through the wonders of technology, listening to the Beastie Boys, scratching our collective head. Correct. All of that is, uh, by and large, correct. Although some of it is grossly inaccurate. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And yet, I hear I hear a child yelling in the background. I'm sorry, I'm all in the house. This, you're right. Well, there's Jared again, Brad. There he was. Maybe he has another song. So for no, he could have another song. I, I say that because it's my child that's screaming in the background. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make clear for the record that it wasn't mine. You know what? I actually have an idea. <laughs> He's, wow. He's, 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 he's opening up okay. the head. Yeah. He's going to put gonna, the kid under the house. Sh- he's going to shove the kid down <laughs> in the crawl space. Oh, I appreciate his commitment oh. to the overall quality. Who, who would have guessed that Jared would have the funniest moment in the history of IP frequently, but putting his kid in the dungeon, one, was effective because I don't hear the kid anymore, but two was a real knee slapper. Wouldn't you agree, Brad? Uh, all, borderline peeing your pants funny. Indeed. Yeah, this could be another bronze Stevie moment for us. Maybe, dare I say, silver. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Anyway, Brad, I'm in Martha's Vineyard. I've uh, been eating uh, my uh, uh, fair share of saltwater taffy. Good. I've been combing the, the beaches for shells. I've been buried in the sand. I've been covered by sand. I've been, I got, actually rescued my three-year-old as he was being washed out to sea today from a <laughs> sitting position in a sandcastle. So I've mm. done pretty much everything. I've also did, just to um, answer the um, the duty that you and the old man gave me a couple of weeks ago, I did make it over to Chappaquiddick and I did collect the evidence of destroy it so that's all set okay very good now was your three-year-old whom i know well obviously looking to be rescued or do you think he was you know just trying to maybe make it back to the mainland Uh, my three-year-old thought he was on a roller coaster and he was literally being sucked out to sea on south beach in martha's vineyard and he thought it was the greatest thing ever and he actually (laughs) kind 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 of struck me when uh 
when I um, when I pulled him from the surf. But I will tell you, my youngest now, mm-hmm. Graham Maxwell Irving Pritham, mm-hmm. is like me when he goes to the beach because he doesn't like sand. Yep. He doesn't like heat. Yep. He doesn't like wind. And he doesn't like a lot of sun. And so um, he just makes like my face. Right. You know, like my mother's face, the face my mother makes. <laughs> yes. yes. I can see it uh, right here in my mind's eye. Well, I applaud yeah. that. Well, you can go... Yeah, no, that's that's so we finally have one that doesn't want to be just covered in sand. And anyway, good. That's neither here nor there. No, it does sound like an adventurous week that you've had thus far. I do. I would like to ask you because I've wondered this. It's not just, uh, you know, in this particular instance, but you use the expression you were combing the beaches for shells. Now, do you actually do that with a comb? Why do you think that's the verb that's in that common expression? Um, I've just it's really never made much sense to me. No, that's a good that's a good question, Brad. And I think a lot of people will be interested to hear us talk about it. Uh, I actually use a metal detector. Oh, so you're really more detecting the beach. I'm harvesting tin on the beach. Yeah, nice. I am. Well, I, I'm sure yeah. the rest of the populace appreciates that. Find anything of interest? No, but I will say this. I had the best breakfast sandwich I've oh, ever had today. A huge today. fan of breakfast sandwiches. Huge. This is this is a sheaf winner all the way around. So uh, multi multi grain bread, not too mm-hmm. thick, mm-hmm. not toasted very lightly. Mm-hmm. Two fried eggs, some Ooh. bacon, Ooh. some cheddar cheese, and then a very very light layer of this uh, cream cheese spread on the top. Wow. Incredible, runny o- runny yolk, oh, but not yeah. too runny. No white stuff. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Now, was there adequate bacon? There was adequate, but not too much, where you were just chomping the whole time. There was enough. There was enough. Good. And were you able to, this is always my pet peeve with a breakfast sauce containing bacon. Were you able to sever the bacon by simply biting down or did like the whole slab of bacon come out into your mouth with your first bite? That's a good question. No, it was crispy enough so Ah, you could enjoy it. And you could also pull it off. And the yolk ran just enough. Mm. Like you want a little, little bit of a runny. You don't want it running down your arm. Right. And you don't want the the white, you don't want the whites running. You don't. You just don't. no. No, no. Nobody wants that. No, that's a failure. Now, did you did you add some hot sauce? No. Oh, didn't need it. Was good without it. Didn't need it. And they also served it with breakfast potatoes, the likes of which oh. I've never seen. You know the little the little mini potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They cut they had cut them in half. They had they had um, dredged them in some olive oil and rosemary, mm. and then they did them on a griddle. Oh. And so there were these griddled potatoes, but they were not overcooked. They were just perfect. I mean, it was. So far, the food over here, I, I know this is a bunch of um, – it's its liberal America over here. And we'll get to the whole story about the folks kneeling down in the public square that I saw at 1030 yesterday in um, uh, Chillmark. But uh, mm. they have their they have their food down. I found this meat market, and, and I, I highly recommend it. Even for those of you on the mainland, I recommend you swim over. It's the Edgartown Meat and Fish Market. Mm. Again, for those of you writing it down, write this down. Edgartown Meat and Fish. They have high-end wines, and it, it, you know just a few, but all the ones I like, right? Like nice, nice. French wines, nice Italian wines, but not the uh-huh. really expensive ones, the ones that are decent. They have right. these cuts of meat. I mean, these these Kobe burgers and hot dogs, and I'm going to do Kobe meatballs tomorrow night. Um, it just, just exquisite. They make the best turkey wraps. They make turkey grinder wraps with the real Italian peppers right real italian oh, peppers yeah, and uh they have a sushi a guy rolling sushi in there during the day so you <laughs> sushi fix on 
Um, they have Noah's um, Bell and Evans chicken tenders in the freezer there. And it's like the size of my living room. Oh, buddy, this sounds like it was literally designed out of a dreamscape of yours. Everything there I want. There's nothing. That's they what, make that's breakfast. What I'm I had a breakfast sandwich there. It was good. Is that, that what was they had? Is that what they had? The, the, oh, okay. So now, different. Now, okay. this, th- their breakfast sandwich is more of an omelet breakfast sandwich, right. which is okay. fine. It's fine, but right. it's pedestrian. Right. It's been done. So that for those of you scoring at home, I believe Edgar Town is E-D-G-A-R. Is that correct? Yeah. Named it's really after more than uh, fish Prince Edgar. Market. It is, but I'll tell you what, the lobster salad looks incredible. They do shore dinners to go. So you can call up in the morning and say, I want five lobster baked dinners, and they'll give you the lobster, the, the clams, and all that. Is it a I mom mean, like, like, you know, I have no idea, but I, you know who would love it? I can think of many people who would love it, myself included. Well, let me let me ask you this. Um what child of one of ours would love to go over to the frozen food section and just see just limbs, limbs of Alaskan king crab just sitting in there waiting to be plucked? Oh, well, that would be, you know, one Cassidy Lynch. Correct. Yes. And she's killed for less. Yeah, she has. And uh, while, you know, she's going to deny it, uh, that's a true statement. Well, let's go. Return of the NFL, Brad. Your team mm. didn't look so good. Mine yeah. looks in, looks incredible. If you had told me a year ago that I would about would utter the sentence, I think Cam Newton is the best player in the history of the NFL. <laughs> uh, I would have told you you were crazy. But now I've mm. said it. Good luck, Seattle. I mean, I I know if I'm Seattle, I don't want that juggernaut uh, coming at me. Uh, but uh, I don't think we lose this year. And for the twenty third year in a row, I'm going sixteen and zero Patriots. Mm. Well, listen, bud. I mean, one thing no one can fault you for, living or dead, is your dedication of your fandom with the New England Patriot Football Club. And so I applaud that. I applaud you taking uh, Mr. Newton under your wing, showing him, uh, you know, all the sights there in the New England area, making sure he feels at home and is prepared to play. He did look good last week. I didn't see the game myself, but I saw some highlights. I've about had it with the NFL. I got to tell you, it's very difficult for me to watch and enjoy anymore. But I, because of our longstanding friendship, dare I say brotherhood, and your commitment to the Patriots, I will also follow along with your prediction and hope for a perfect season for the boys from uh, New England. Well, that's nice of you. That's that's very nice. Yeah, I, I saw your team played. And I, if I were you, I'd be frustrated at the NFL too. I mean, it looks like your tight end is down. It looks like your quarterback is not very good. It just doesn't look. It doesn't look good. Plus, they're all kneeling. They're not coming out of. I mean, yeah. what is up with that? All, just, all the Patriots yeah. are out there. I know that. Well, the Patriots are well led. I mean, what can I tell you? Certainly, it would seem that uh, you know if you were debating, just e- even from afar, as I do, I, I'm not a New England Patriots fan. I certainly don't have the connection that you do. But if you're just observing from afar. The debate of whether it was Belichick that made the Patriots what they are or Brady that made the Patriots what they are, I think we have our answer. Uh, Next item, Brad, is the Sheaf Road Trip uh, 2020 Part 3, which is taking place next week. Uh, This is the third massive road trip that the Sheaf um, family has endured. Some would say enjoyed, others endured, depending on where you sit in the the cap, uh, my friend. But uh, next week, the Sheaf men will be... uh, making their way up 95 and and there's a rumor that this will all be live and uh in person next week can you confirm I, or deny I, it i i certainly hope to confirm it i mean i with the the trip is on i've spoken very recently with the old man he's excited i'm going to grab him in charlotte i think we're going to avoid 95 we're going to swing out on 81 and shoot up that way 
But ah. uh, yeah, I, uh, I certainly anticipate and expect that our podcast next week will be recorded. You and I will be li- literally eyeball to eyeball. Six feet apart with masks, of course. Well, I mean, if we decide to protest, that's not required. Uh, next, Brad, I've got uh, Mitty's Peace. Mitty's, uh, Mitty's Peace. Peace is the next. Mitty's nice. Peace is broken out. You wouldn't know it. No one's talking about it. But uh, uh, it, it seems as though Israel is making peace with multiple uh, companies, uh, co- countries, companies <laughs> Maybe in the Middle East. And it looks like peace is breaking out all over the world, except well, in Portland and Seattle and well, parts of yeah, New York City. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect to be peaceful in a, in a country as uh, impoverished and technologically bereft as uh, as the United States of America. You know, I mean, that's just sort of the nature of the beast as we try to drag ourselves up, you know, through the developing world process that we're in. Um, certainly nothing to be compared to the advanced state of, of the Middle East, for instance. Well, let's see. Uh, the COVID uh, update, the big COVID update this week, the Big Ten will be playing football. That is so we'll move on from there. We'll move on quickly from that uh, to traffic and weather on the eights. Let's see. This uh, this week in licensing, again, Bronze Stevie Award winning feature of our show. This is where uh, a member typically of the studio audience at Burbank gets to ask Brad a question about licensing in general and parts of license agreements in particular. And Brad, with his years of wisdom, gets to uh, opine on that. Um, This week, we have a email from uh, Representative Omar of uh, Minnesota. Uh, Representative Omar asks, how important are wire instructions in a license agreement? And that's um, Representative Omar, a member of the squad. I think, Brad, you back the squad. Uh, So I'll leave it to you, Brad. How would how, how important are wire instructions in a license agreement? Well, I, I think what I would tell the, the good representative there is that they're equally as important in a license agreement as they are when you are wiring money uh, to the man you are cheating on your current husband with and then subsequently will marry uh, as part of uh, what can only be called a fraud scheme with respect to your campaign funds. So if you would want to get that wire instruction correct, then I think you would also want to get the wire instructions correct in your licensing agreements for very similar reasons. You want the money to get there. Uh, does that make sense? To me? Sure. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I get, you know, because it's almost as if you're funding some sort of an effort to do something and they'd have, you'd have to give money to people on the ground to right. you know, move that effort. Right. you'll wire it and wiring requires instructions and like most things that require instructions you want those instructions to be generally correct generally but not 100 percent correct like well 75 percent i mean certainly you and i have managed to stay in business while those around us have you know set the wrong wire instructions on a number of occasions so i think you and i'd be happy to be at 75 percent correct well there there you go and that's that's 75 percent is better than nothing in some cases it's equal to nothing but we'll leave it at that um the invention of the week. The invention of the week this week, Brad, is Jeopardy. The game show Jeopardy. Great. I'm all, I'm all for that being the invention of the week. Probably yeah, should have part, been the invention of the week weeks ago. Well, and as part of this, the whole crew, including Jared's child, who's now stuffed in that um, uh, what could best be described as an underground dungeon, came up with Brad's dream Jeopardy board. So Brad participated in Jeopardy, which is the big the big show with Alex Trebek, on every night. At 7.30 on Channel 10. And so here's what they come up with. You ready for this, Brad? I'm ready. Uh, PTAB regulations. 
FBI conspiracies of the 90s, Clinton cover-ups, Top Gun trivia, The Naked Gun, Naval pugilists, Naval pugilists. And this was that N-A-V-A-L or N-A-V-E-L? Exactly. And then the last one is uh, Culture Club. And I believe that refers to the group Boy George. I'm not sure why that's in there. But again, that's Brad's dream um, Jeopardy board. Brad, what do you think? Any comments there? Do you think you want to go for Culture Club for 200? or I'm, what, not what a, uh, I, I'm glad you, you uh, tied that to uh, Boy George because I didn't know what that was until that point. Um, no, I'm, I would be no good at that. Um, depending on whether it's N-A-V-A-L or N-A-V-E-L, which obviously makes a very big difference, uh, the pugilist list uh, could be a good one. Uh, yeah, I, you know what, buddy? I think any of those would be uh, would be fine. Let's see. So uh, next, Brad, we'll move on. We've got a couple of segments left that we've got to get through. A lot of people clamoring for this. A lot of people want to know where we stand on certain issues. So Barter Band is next. Mm-hmm. Stevie Award winning Bronze. Although we are going for the silver with the kid being trapped in the dungeon, correct? Uh, it could be. I understand that the child is breathing well, so uh, we're all glad to hear that. Uh, although probably could use both a flashlight and a juice box. Correct. Have you ever seen that MASH episode where Hawkeye Pierce goes into the loony bin because the he thinks the woman's suffocating the chicken, but it's not a chicken? Uh- I did. Wasn't that like a like a sequel almost? Like they made that years later after the show itself. No, that was, was at canceled. the end. That was that was the last so, episode. Was, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, highest rated TV show. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when we started. When I <laughs> you started know what? It's funny you would say that because that's <laughs> the first thing I thought of uh, as well. Was uh, Hawkeye? He was in a he was in a, a bus, chicken. as I recall. A bus. It was a yeah. school bus. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, how, whatever, however you want to do it, whether you want to do the chicken thing or whether you want to do the dungeon. Look, I mean, I think we can now say we have probably the most dedicated podcast producer around. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have said that, you know, top five before, but straight to number one. And once you've imprisoned uh, your very own offspring in order to right. uh, improve the, the sound quality of the podcast. So sure. But again, it also, it builds, it builds character. It so uh, Brad, uh, barter band, Brown mm-hmm. TV award winning part of our show uh, this week, uh, presidential debates, should they be barred or banned? Oh, neither. No, the Brad, that, that's the only thing worth watching. I mean, I, I, I think they should be encouraged. Well, I, I heard Joe Rogan who has a podcast that's slightly more popular than ours, slightly, slightly, um, is 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 offered to do a a, a four hour a four hour that, debate yeah. with the two of them, which was immediately accepted by the president of the United States, like literally within, yeah. within five seconds. minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, I mean, that again, is, and, and that I, would be I the should greatest say we would, moment in presidential history, buddy. And that's tough after the last one. But uh, I should also say we would be willing to host uh, you and I, uh, our our two dads, a presidential debate next week. Um, it would have to be on my back deck and we'd have to do it in certain hours that are convenient to us, particularly my kids, because they, they, they I mean, they're somewhat mercurial about things. OK, mm-hmm. um, we'll do it on pizza night um, and then there's bocce. I mean, we'll fit it in, but we are willing to host that debate. All right. Well, Brad, we're, we're almost at the end, but we, we would be amiss if we didn't follow through with the most popular segment. You, you, everyone knows why we uh, do this at the very end, so that people stay listening. Time machine. 
which is the uh, part of the show where we send Brad back in time with uh, some piece of machinery or cocktail, uh, fully uh, al fresco. Is that the way Brad Terminator style? To a point in time that's important in American history. And, um, and uh, th- this is a request from an anonymous uh, person who has uh, emailed this in and said, what if we sent Brad back to 1975? And it's almost prescient as if they knew I was sitting here on the uh, lovely island of Martha's Vineyard uh, to um, uh, the time of the movie Jaws and uh, put him on the boat with uh, Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfus, and the other guy was the Captain Quinn and um, sent him back with uh, a four pack of Z. No, actually, that would be good, but they're already, I don't think a four pack would do it. Well, there'd be four of us. We'd each get a Zima, which, you know, wet your whistle, but, you know, not much more. So uh, they're saying, what if you had a jet pack? Well, I mean, so what do you, you, what do you do? First thing you do is you, you strap uh, Richard Dreyfus into that jet pack and launch him right at the show. Just about the time now, you know, that's the famous scene in the movie. And for those of you who may not be quite as old and decrepit as David and I, the movie's about a big shark. And there's a scene in that movie where, Three guys are on this little fishing boat. They're trying to catch the shark. And at this point, they don't really realize how big the shark is until Roy Scheider, who is chumming over the side for the shark, catches a glimpse of the gaping jaws of said shark. And David, I'll give you the honors, says the following. That's a big shark. Oh, come on, buddy. You blew the line. Everybody's waiting for this segment. You do know the line. He says, you're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I always thought and Queen should have made it. Don't, didn't you think so? Yeah, I loved him. He was my favorite character in the whole movie. Kept yelling at uh, at Dreyfus to the starboard, Hooper. Ain't you listening? You know, I, you know, what I didn't. I didn't like when he put his hands on the chalkboard though at the Maytown meeting. I didn't like that. I couldn't. I can't do that. Well, yeah, no, that's yeah. But in any case, here's what you do: you you take the jetpack, you put it on Richard Dreyfus, and you you wait for that moment when Jaws appears, uh, just off to the. Uh, Actually, to the starboard side of the boat, and you launch. And that's where I say you're going to need a bigger shark. You could say that, but if you did have a bigger shark, especially uh, in your Kennedy impersonation, which I I always appreciate. I don't know how JFK got on the boat, but uh, you launch Dreyfus into the uh, gaping maw of the shark wearing that jetpack. That concludes the movie. Uh, That concludes, more importantly, Richard Dreyfus. We are saving ourselves from several god-awful movies after that one and uh you wrap it up i come back to the modern day that's a good point and actually that's probably the way i would have played it except for the fact that you've missed one thing i typically do what what is that one thing the movie what about bob which is one of the greatest movies of all time well you know i don't disagree with that that's a great movie but it is it's not made by uh the one who makes that movie great is not richard Dreyfus. so you're saying you could swap in uh rick moranis and it would not skip a beat. You know what? You probably could swap in Rick Moranis there. Why not? Well, all right, my friend. It's been another uh, outstanding episode. I am looking forward to being uh, side by side with you first part of next week. And until that time, um, our thanks to our listening audience, our thanks to our studio audience, and we'll see you next week on IP Frequently. Is that duct tape? Duct tape. <laughs> no, now he's taping the kid up. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
But see, that's why can't you do that more often? Yeah, you got whatever that whatever that sound effect is, Jared. That needs to make a more frequent appearance. I don't know where you right. live, like a 13th century Irish castle, but uh, that's fantastic.